Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. Glad you could stay with us. Thanks to Bob Griswold. Thanks to <laughs> um, Steve Quayle. Uh, it's been an exciting two hours, and a lot of you have said, where's Paul Martin? Well, Paul's been um, actually broadcasting with me on Wednesdays, and you can follow that. Just uh, go to find KHNC, 1360 AM, and it'll be Wednesdays from 11 to 1 Mountain. It's a pretty good show. So, check us out. Anyway, um, we're the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. But we need your help to make it one million enslaved minds at a time. Share this far and wide, please. We are brought to you by Noble Gold. Listen, these guys will take your existing investments and instruments and back them with gold. These guys will also get you into precious metals. Or you can leave all your money in the bank and lose it all like my mom's side of the family did. I don't recommend that. So I want you to go to the link in the description box following this broadcast and click on the Noble Gold link. Also, that number is 877-646-5347. And you can uh, get help with your gold investments. Also, we're brought to you by preparewithdave.com. Oh, wow, this stuff is great. Why? Because they have 40% off most of the product offers. You can go to preparewithdave.com, look at what we have to offer. And most people uh, have, what, two weeks of food? They run, not, not as a 90% of America runs out of food in two weeks. Uh-uh, you need two years. DHS and FEMA say you need at least six months. They're underestimating. Don't get caught short. Take care of it today. Preparewithdave.com. And then finally, we got a super flashlight deal. It's fantastic. I have two of them. And we use them when we walk the dogs. So we can avoid the rattlesnakes at night and the coyotes. And at certain times of the year, the poisonous toads. And it's the next best thing to night vision. And it has all kinds of accessories. Solar powered and it will charge your electronic devices. It's terrific. Go to patriotflashlight.com. And that too, that link will be in the description box as well. That's who brings this show to you. We're really happy to be with you. Paul, glad you could join us. And what I had done is I asked Paul, in the confusion of all the stuff going on, I told Paul, I want you to pick out a few areas that he feels that we need to bring more attention to. And that's where we're going to spend our time. So Paul, welcome. And what's on the hit parade? Well... You know, you had just mentioned food, and there's a lot of stuff in the news on food right now. Uh, my, I stay in pretty contact with my uh, good friend Ed Petrosky out in Kansas. He's a very large landowner, mm-hmm. lifetime farmer, um, knows about everybody. He, he's one of the guys that can talk directly to his senator. <laughs> he's been in, he's been in politics a long time. He was part of the uh, poor farmers lawsuit back in the '80s, and uh, and, 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 and the, the stories coming out of the the flyover country, farms that are going in bankruptcy. Uh, they had three large John Deere tractor um, dealerships, you know, with a pretty good loop in his area. They only got one now. And uh, Michael Schneider put out a good article. It's up at revolutionradio.org. Uh, about this last big giant snowstorm that went through North Dakota, South Dakota, and up and that, and all those, all, all that stuff that was going to get hard, harvested is done. It's over. Hmm. 
Yeah, you, I mean, there's there, there's not there, there's there's nothing they can do with it. Is the are so, the weather, are the weather patterns unusual? Because there's a reason why I'm asking. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, if you want to, if you really want to check the real stuff on weather, go to oilseednews.com. Oh yeah, the great site. We had him on our show. Yeah, the guy's really good. Uh, this is the 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 the, the Monford minimum, um, and as we've seen in past history. And as we've seen this year, literally this year, and even here in Colorado, that what that does is those 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 grand solar minimums they cut two weeks off of the planting and two weeks off of the harvesting. If you remember the French revolutions back in the 1700s, they were in they were in a mini ice age, and and that's what the people were hungry, and that's why Marie Antoinette supposedly said, "Let them eat cake." What do we need cake to eat? So I think one of the utmost things people need to be doing right now is uh, this is probably going to be a 20-year process, Dave. And, uh, you know, you need to learn how to grow your own food. Um, you know, you can grow stuff in your house, in the window shades. There's all kinds of hundreds and hundreds of ways to grow food. And uh, uh, if you've got a little land... Uh, get you a greenhouse, uh, you know, start doing your research on it. But this is pretty serious stuff, bud. It's upsetting. Um, I suspect weather wars um, when you have unusual patterns and the, the same cycle keeps repeating over and over and over, resulting in crop loss. Well, you can go to uh, iceagenow.net, and uh, Bob's been covering this for decades. I mean, he he's worked with the best scientists in the world, ice core samples on ice ages and stuff. And, uh, you know, and I've interviewed him many times on KHNC back when I had him show the revolution. And and he he's very specifically plain about it. It's a cycle, it's a cycle, it's a cycle. It just keeps happening. And so we're in another one of those cycles. And so this is a... Um, very serious stuff. I think it's more than a cycle. Let me tell you why. Let, let's just look at a parallel issue. Chemtrails are now responsible for 18 less, 18 percent less sunlight reaching the Earth. I agree. That's their intention. They want to shorten growing seasons. So if we say this is their mo, this is their motivation in part then why do we find it hard to believe that these are weather weapons? We know that a uh, harp can move the jet stream, which affects weather. Why should this be any different than the chemtrails? Well, it shouldn't. I'm just saying the the, the, the fact is, and I agree with you and all, I mean, we've all followed this stuff and covered it, but, I mean, we are in a, a, a grand solar minimum. That's that's a fact. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. They can't do it. I agree. They, 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 they can do all they can, but they can't make the sun go dim. <laughs> they can make it go dimmer. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they, I, yeah they, you know, they just, they just may, may be piling one problem on top of a bigger problem, which is most likely the scenario, because we all know if you've read the Georgia Guidestones and... And, you, and you're, you're a college professor. You can do a class on quotes on this stuff. Hmm. On the people in this, you know, 
an interview a couple decades ago, the, the husband of Queen Elizabeth and the lady doing the interview was going, you know, you're the married to the queen, you're a prince, you've been all over the world, you got castles, you've done everything there is to yeah. do. If you could come back to Earth, what would you want to be? And he goes, a virus to wipe humanity off of the Earth. And there's hundreds of those quotes. The global elite have consistently said they want 90% of us to be gone. Yep, they want, uh, George goes, Guidestones, I believe it's, they want, uh, what, 500 million on the earth. Yeah, 90%. Mm hmm. And they're all consistent in this. Prince Charles, even the late Jacques Cousteau, Ruth Bader oh, Ginsburg, yeah. Supreme Court liberal crazy justice, she said, um, we shouldn't let degenerates reproduce themselves. That's a quote from her. Absolutely. And but do you know who yeah, the best? Yeah, I was I was a huge Jock Cousteau fan. I, I've been a scuba diver since high school. But uh, yeah, well, you know, he said there are we we need to take out about three hundred seventy five thousand a day to set the reefs. I know. And that was in the that was in the late seventies. He should have been volunteering. I think all these people should volunteer to go first. I've been saying that forever. You want to do that? You first. I'll watch. You know what movie from our past, Paul, our uh, near childhood days, really exemplifies this theme? Do you have a candidate Soil for that? Huh? Soil it green? <laughs> well, you're not wrong on the cannibalism part. <laughs> They're eating humans. Yeah, that. I, listen, with the... Um, the food and what people are saying about cannibalism yeah we can't waste energy on producing meat you're the meat um no i was thinking of logan's run oh yeah you remember that movie they all had this yeah. in, uh, implant in them and uh yep. the early mark of the beast kind of this is 1970s and yep. uh you I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this the implant went red bright red when you turn 30 and that meant the death chamber for you to control the population they killed everyone over the age of 30 that's their theme yeah. I, well, I, I mean you hear in the last month they've been promoting promoting cannibalism yeah eat the babies I know. I, I I don't know about you. I I, I prefer finger food. God. Okay. I'm sorry. I can resist. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, I, 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 is, yeah. Is, I'd rather have I mean, a leg than a wing. Yeah. This stuff. This, this stuff has got legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't count your chickens for they hatch. Um, <laughs> this is so disgusting. But this is who they are. Um, yeah. Okay, so we, we've established the fact that uh, food's going to be a problem. And it's funny you'd mention this because, uh, depending on people hear this, I will have written or will be shortly writing an article on using food as a weapon. So I guess great minds well, think alike. Yeah, well, Kissinger told you. Yeah, what did he say? He said, you control oil, you control nations, you control food, you control everybody. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's you're exactly right. Okay, so the food issue, no question. Let's go to a second issue. Um, what else do you think that the public needs to pay more attention to? Well, I think, you know, I think the praying public out there needs to definitely pray for this president because, uh, I mean, these guys are at the these guys are at their end game, Dave. And we talked about this right after the election. Make America great again? Uh-uh. That's not what they want. They want us subjugated. They want us pinned up. They want us watched, surveilled, everything under the sun. And they've all of this unbelievable stuff that they pulled on Trump that nothing stuck. I mean, you, it's, it's a laundry list of what they try to do, the guy. And... Uh, For the, uh, about this. Yeah, for the second straight time here, they've tried to impeach him with nothing burgers. And then what are people mad about today? Well, because Trump met with Pelosi and said, you're a third-rate politician. Well, yeah, I mean, she has dedicated her speakership of basically undermining the president and engaging in a coup d'etat. So she is a third-rate politician. She belongs in a third-world uh, banana republic. Well, I think third-rate politicians is a compliment to that winch. But here's the deal, and I've you know we've I've, I've said it before. You know one of the things my dad taught me when I was a kid. He said the most dangerous thing in the world is a cornered coward because they don't have any way to go but forward. And that's exactly where these people are now. They've got. I mean, we could be look at the at the mother of all flags. I mean, Stuart Rhodes said it four weeks ago. He said we've been in a cold civil war for three years. This one's gone hot. Hasn't gone hot yet. Well, it's gonna get hotter until you scrape bodies off the street. And I'm not trying to be gross, but when you when you until you do that, this is not a hot civil war. Let me remind you, Paul, in the real civil war with primitive weapons compared to what we have today, it wasn't uncommon to have battles where there were 20,000 deaths. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm saying, and I'm not hoping for this. Believe me, I hope the opposite. But uh, people are throwing civil war out there. Rush Limbaugh has said it too. I agree we're in a soft civil war, but it's still more of a war of words. But I will tell you, Paul, that the... I'm afraid, unless there's divine intervention, that this is going to turn hot and there's going to be lots of bodies in the street. Well, I do too. I think I think Stuart, at the time Stuart made that statement, they had fired uh, three or four shots into an ICE building in San Antonio. And that's, that's what was giving his comment a little bit of boost on a hot civil war about starting shooting at ICE buildings. And it got... Thank God it didn't it didn't hit anybody. Some there were some close misses, but um, you know when we talked about this ad infinitum after the election, on and on and on, these people have a vast array of weapons they can use on us, and we talked about it on the show Wednesday, and I I reminded the people that uh, it was oh what three weeks ago my uh, East Coast source said that they had issued 
very special communication devices to DHS field agents and with Faraday cages. And I got a, another eye-opener on that from my uh, Eyes in the Skies in San Diego that has got a next-door neighbor with DHS agent. And he said, yeah, yeah, he's got, he's got the same gear. So they're, they're trying to protect this equipment so they can communicate in case of, uh, well, the other thing, I, two things I can think of is a coral ejection or, a, or an EMP. And uh, so that, that, when that happened, that really raised my ears up. But uh, uh, they have weapons, they, the, they can shut the grid down. It's very easy to do. Um, there, there's a ton of things they can do to us. I mean, all you got to do is shut down the EBT cards. What do you think is going to happen in the major cities when the hordes, I, and I don't have any numbers on how many people are getting EBT cards, but it's got to be pretty massive, bud. And what do you think, you know, 96 hours after these people don't can't get any food? It'll make Katrina look like a Sesame Street play. It's going to look like the TV show The Purge that they keep bringing back for some odd reason. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you know the the. Uh, I mean, you think the gun you think the gun deaths in Chicago are bad now, which they are. But wait till BBT cards shut down. And I mean, we've already got what sixty blocks plus sixty plus blocks of homeless just in Los Angeles. It's the same in Portland, same in San Francisco. Uh, we're getting a big homeless population in Denver. Anywhere I mean, where there's a blue city, you've got rampant absolutely. homelessness and a failed economy. Absolutely. You know, uh, Mike Adams, who I just have the greatest respect for, but uh, he wrote an article, I think it was last week, and uh, he had some uh, military, former military intelligence guys and combat guys, and, and, and they were putting together a scenario for the United States. And, and, and you nailed it. You said the, the, the blue-controlled cities, and they said, you know, these things will be, you know, it'll be Mad Max. You know, he said, you guys out in the flyover country and little places like where I am, you know, you'll, you'll probably be pretty okay. But... But these big blue cities will be, it'll be horrific. Well, I couldn't, I could not agree with you more. These people, it's like they want to promote the chaos. And um, I, I did a broadcast on uh, when I went to watch The Joker, the popular movie. And there are Civil War themes in, all throughout this movie. You'll have to check out the broadcast on it. But it is about you know if you're privileged or you've made any money at all you're subject to murder you should be the subject of victimization and this is kind of the time we're living in right now paul well you know the the, the squad's been doing it uh the the socialist car you know what is it's just amazing to me is when the Democratic Party turned south, it went quick. 
And the socialism, communism theme just bloomed in, you know, in in, in the press, which, as, as a United States Marine, it, it really upset me, but I was, I was just stunned by the speed of it all, that they were trying to promote this, which, that just shows you how dumbed down the American people are, and especially the youth. You know, there's a there's been there's been a lot of graphs and charts on on the millennials and stuff, and the Gen X on socialism. And, well, you know, it's kind of cool. You know, we just get paid for doing nothing. Well, yeah. I, I was uh, listening to an interview with a lady who uh, shopped her kids around for the best schools: Japan, China, L.A. And she said the American schools were horrendous. Uh, she talked about how in China and Japan, they treat it as a profession. They make it hard to get into. It's like lawyers and doctors, and they pay them extremely well. And they don't burden them with administrative nonsense programs that don't work. And they don't have all the electronics, um, like iPad for learning, which serves to distract the kids. And she went through all these examples about how when her kids came back to America and started using iPads and are learning, their learning levels declined, and uh, they, we don't have people going into STEM, Paul, science, technology, engineering, um, and, and, and we don't have that. And do you know who's in our STEM programs in the universities? It's the Japanese, the Chinese, and the Indians, the East Indians. That's bad. That means in a generation, foreign powers are going to be out inventing us. And this has real-world military application. Yeah, I think I think the movie Idiot Idiocy was a documentary, <laughs> not a movie. Yeah, if someone oh, hasn't seen it, this guy goes back in time, and he has average yeah. everything, and he is the Einstein of his day. Yeah, if, you, if you haven't yeah. seen it, you got to watch. It's really good. Yeah, it's probably on Netflix. <laughs> well, you know, my, my, my two youngest daughters... Hung out with dad. They went to me with to the radio studio to to studio to KCNC, and and they really didn't know what I was doing, but but I wanted them to know that you know that I was doing the best I could with what I had. But my uh, my youngest is a lot like me, and uh, about tenth grade, and the kid all her all her little kids would come over to my house with their history books. And they'd see, I'd see what was in the books, and I'd say, "Well, you guys want to know what the real history is?" Because I'm a history freak. And uh, yeah, well, tenth grade, she said, "Dad, they're not teaching us anything." I said, "I know, sweetie. You know, I'm a lot, I, I'm a lot like you. You know, you you said on the air you should have homeschooled your son, and I probably should have done the same thing. But mm -hmm. but it, it, it's it, this is this is the 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 plan to part." Education in its own is part of a civil war. It's interesting you say that. The pastor where I'm attending church talked about demonic attacks upon the public schools. And I agree. When, when you're teaching six-year-old kids how to masturbate, which is what they're doing in a lot of California school districts now, that's child abuse. That has nothing to do with sexual preference. It has to do with sexual molestation. The only time a six-year-old is sexual is when they're being molested. Yet, the state of California says, you can't opt out. 
And I'd say, like hell, it's called homeschooling. Well, you had you had in your article today about ho- homeschooling going south real fast. Well, that's the plan. Um, you know, we covered this on on the show, um, our last broadcast on KHNC, and I talked about the fact that uh, there's going to be a corporate dictatorship, a lot like what the Trans Pacific Partnership was going to be, until Trump destroyed it. Uh, after he defeated Hillary, Hillary was going to implement it, and part of it is to um, um, vaccines will be mandatory, no opt out. It's a felony. And uh, schools, no homeschooling allowed. And, and parental authority, gone. Replaced by governmental authority. The parent's just the custodial care agent. Much like a foster parent, even though if they're your birth children. That's what's coming under this wonderful dictatorship if the Democrats get their way. Pretty scary stuff. Um so, yeah, the schools, by the way, Paul, I don't know if you knew this or not, we're talking about uh, the school system failing our kids. Do you know that um, over half the teachers leave the profession in their first five years? I wouldn't doubt that a bit. Oh, no, it's a given. We, this is absolutely true. So what do they do? Do they pay them more to keep them? No. Are they trying to attract better people? Um, no. Um, what do they do? Do they really encourage them? And, hey, Mr. Smith, you're doing a great job with your kids. Keep teaching. No, 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 no. What they do is they turn them into clones. Uh, Mr. Smith, you teach history, and so does Mrs. Jones, and you guys need to get together, and your tests have to be identical, and you have to test on the same day and be in the same place in your curriculum in the same day. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. What if some teacher is really gifted in an area of knowledge and they want to give that gift to the students and so they have to actually spend more time than maybe a colleague who might spend time, you know, exposing their creativity in another area. But no, they have to clone them Uh, because in communism, everyone is the same. And then everything's about tests. These kids are just test, 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 test. Like you learn something from testing and the tests aren't even validated, Paul. There's statistical properties with testing. I'll give you an example. The Iowa Basic Skills Test it has validation, reliability, and validity, and they're high. And their correlation scores you come up with, anything over 0.8 is good. And then you have the uh, SAT and the ACT. Uh, you have all these wonderful tests out there, but here's what they do now at sometimes the district level and the state level is these jokers who have no idea what they're doing. They don't know how to ba- validate a test. They, they don't understand about internal validity, external reliability. They don't know any of the t- statistical measures. And they just sit down and write a test and go, here we go. And this is how we're evaluating our kids. And then, Paul, here's the big thing. The thing that teachers tell me that drives them crazy teach to the test, teach to the test. But then they get to a district final exam or a state final exam for a course and the teachers are not allowed to see it. They can't see the questions. So you've taught to the test all semester but at the end it's a flipping guessing game. And we wonder why our kids are confused. It's, It's crazy. I mean education system now there are good principals, there are good teachers but overall the system is absolutely broken 
Well, if anybody's never read Charlotte Isserby's book, The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America, which used to be absolutely one of my favorite guests, uh, it's online. You can read it. It's got, I think it's 740-something pages. It's got like 42 pages of footnotes. And that'll tell you everything you need to know. You know, they, they, they signed an agreement. The Reagan administration signed an agreement for a Soviet-style education system. It's in the book. Well, no, the Soviets Charlotte don't was, even do this crap. Um, not this, as bad as I, we're doing it. I've had, I've had exchange students from Russia. They don't do this. They've gotten away from that. The, uh, I'll give you an example. Okay? I think the, the, the public needs to hear this. We went through this with my son when he was in about the third grade. He and, and when his best friend at the time were really good in math, and they uh, advanced them. They wanted to go two years. I said, no, a year is enough. And so for that hour a day, they went to math for a year older. And this is when Common Core from Obama, which I call the Communist Core, was coming in. And my son uh, worked out a problem, and he found a way to do it on his own, and he proofed his work, and it was correct. His friend did the same thing, but not the same as my son. Now, in Communist Core, in math, they only allow kids to use three ways to solve a problem. And they'll specify the three ways, and you have to ride on the right side of the highway. Here, you don't get credit. So here, my son does it right, gets the right answer, can proof his own work. See, this is called creativity. This is called being smarter than the problem you've been given to work. But then the teacher had a dilemma. Do I follow the communist core? There's only three ways to do it. How communist is that? We all have to be the same. And they kill the creativity. And then we wonder why kids aren't going into STEM, which will produce the next technology of um, uh, military weapons. I mean, this has real national defense implications. People go, oh, Dave, that's a big leap. No, it's not, because it's happening across the board. Now, Paul, here's the thing. Well, Paul, that was an unfortunate disconnect that happens here, the perils of radio. But here we go. Um, I want to move along to another subject. And... It seems like the country is preoccupied with the potential assassination of Donald Trump. And, and certainly, if it, it doesn't happen in Dallas, and we're recording it on the day of his visit, it certainly could happen at any other time. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, how many people for how long have been saying, you know, we need to kill the president, he needs to die, uh, over and over and over and over and over again? I mean, you're always... Uh, talking about stuff like that pre-programming so um they don't they don't have any they don't have anything on it nothing zero zilch nothing stuck yeah you're so talking like about they, the impeachments correct yeah the russian collusion delusion and now this ukraine thing yeah they got nothing and so they're running out of options aren't they absolutely which makes them a cornered critter <laughs> a cornered critter did you see uh, I don't know if you saw that in my article yet or not but I had a series of warnings to Trump you had uh, Comey giving a, um, an interview to the New York Times 
the next 13 months, I'm going to dedicate myself to getting Donald Trump out of office. And on the floor, who does this in their living room? He had these toys lined up as a depiction of Dealey Plaza with the grassy knoll even included. Did you see that? Absolutely. I, I couldn't believe it. You can see that article over at thecommonsenseshow.com. Uh, i, I got to tell you, I the breath went out of my lungs when I saw this. I was speechless. And then what was the other one, Paul? Um, um, you had uh, Biden. Well, we got to do whatever we got to do to get rid of Trump on the 17th of October. Oh, on the 17th? Whoop, whoop, Absolutely. Whoop, whoop, on the 17th. Wasn't supposed to say that. I know. I know. And, and then... Um, uh, people have written to me since I published that and said, did you see Pelosi's bracelet? Are you familiar with what they're talking about? Yeah, it's a, a bullet bracelet, and it's orange. My wife just had her birthday. Should I have gotten her a bullet bracelet? I've never heard of this. What the hell is a bullet bracelet? Well, well they, they're orange man bad needs a bullet. Yeah, and she was wearing a green dress. Green for go? Yeah. Oh my! On the show we did yesterday, the um, the talk about military Humvees moving to Dallas was very interesting. Oh yes, um, on our live show on Wednesday, um, we had a senior federal law enforcement agent text me during the show and tell me that. And it coincides with the president's visit to Dallas. Well, there's some there's some tweets going around the web right now uh, <laughs> from uh, uh, law enforcement officials and saying, you know, I, I I haven't felt like this since right before 9/11. I can tell you this: FBI, DEA, DHS. Many of these people are talking amongst themselves and they have a feeling of foreboding. Serious? Yeah, well, the, 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 these Democrats are stuck. They've got to have some traction. They can't give up. They can't stop. Or, they're, or it's done forever. Well, I've pointed this out on... Um, my channel the uh, the, they cannot let Trump get a second term because he could replace as many as three Supreme Court justices and liberalism will be dead at the judicial level Roe v. Wade will be endangered John Roberts will be gone he's a sellout but uh, Trump could have three new guys and the American people would have a conservative court forever I mean, it, 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 it would be forever. Paul, when you grew up, do you remember the Democrats being this weird? No. I mean, we had, in our, in our lifetime, you know, we had, we had JFK. And it really didn't get weird till Clinton got in office. And, uh, of course, the Lewinsky matter and the impeachment there. And uh, But, I mean, more and more, I mean, that's when I started radio at KHNC and and uh, and you you could just start to see the shift because all of the stuff that the Clintons were guilty of was out in the open back in those days 
And what happened? Zilch. We should call them the Teflon couple because everything just slides right off of them. It does, it does. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're professional gleaners. They acquire massive, massive amounts of intelligence on everybody. And uh, they've probably got enough stuff to bring down the government. And, of course, we've still got Jeffrey Epstein. We haven't seen any. They knew yeah. they had you know, tapes there. There's another Epstein in the making. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. His name is Ed the Buck Stops Here. Uh-oh. Big donor for the Democratic Party, rubbed elbows with uh, all the big Democrats in exchange for a lighter sentence. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be around well, real long. Yeah. The, uh, you know, more and more, I mean, you know, Trump started off his campaign speeches with Drain the Swamp, and we've always known about the New World Order. I mean, that George Herbert Walker Bush announced on September 11th, 1991. And, but we had, we did, we really didn't know the magnitude and the depth of the swamp until Trump got in office and it, and it started revealing itself. Now it's in full glory. I am I'm in awe of, of this. I, again, the, Treason is out in the open. The threats of assassination are out in the open. Blatant criminal behavior is out in the open and unpunished. I mean, you just look at um, it Comey. Leaked to a professor to go to the media. Leaked to the media. National security classified material. And he's still a free man making threats against the president. And he's, a, I mean, he's a self-admitted communist as well as Brennan. Yeah, I know. Brennan also converted to Islam. Did you know that? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, interesting how that happened. And when General Ham was caught up in his one half, he was half of the part of the plot to bring the Obama administration down by rescuing Stevens, and Stevens would have talked. And he and Admiral Gayette had launched this uh, rescue mission, and it was halted by their number twos, which were both CIA, unknown to them at the time. And Gayette's disappeared. I can't find him. On the other hand, Ham is still around, and he made an amazing conversion to Islam. You think that's an accident? Uh, no, no, there ain't no, there ain't no point against. I know. I know. Um, unless you're a coincidence theorist. That was a phrase that was coined by the late Jim Mars. Are you a coincidence theorist? There are a lot of them out there. It, besides the... By the way, you know who we left out for assassination threats? Mad Maxine Waters. Well, I'll just go there to... I'll take Trump out myself. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it, it's it's scary to have people that are this evil stuck in what they're capable of doing, which we've talked about it 
ad infinitum. Well, then Rashid Tlaib walks out of a Democratic meeting and did a Joe Biden October 17th whoops moment. And she says, uh, yeah, we, we just had a meeting. We, we're going to arrest him and march him out in handcuffs, but we just don't know who we're going to have do it, the Capitol Police or the military or whoever. That's sedition. That's sedition against the president. Now, what, what if you went on a local AM station in the Phoenix area saying, you know, I, I think we need to kill the president. Matter of fact, I know we need to kill the president. They'd have you in handcuffs in 15 minutes. I know. <laughs> they would have cut my switch on the show, and you're right. They would have taken me away, and they should because that's the law. By the way, I want to get this on the record, Paul, uh, in multiple venues. You know, well, let me hold off on that. We'll, I'm going to cover that in a different broadcast. What else is on your mind besides killing the president and um, <laughs> all the other stuff we've already talked about? Wow, it's 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 a it's a really big banquet. Um, one of the things that uh, are kind of beaten in the background, of course, is is the is the economic news and the uh, Fed dumping 160 billion dollars into the market to keep it propped up. So this isn't the best this isn't the best economy ever. All of these guys since the collapse in two, the Lehman collapse in 2008. This, this whole stock market has just been driven by buy, buybacks. These people are just going to the Fed window, getting a few wheelbarrows full of money, and buying their own stocks back. It's, it's a total illusion. It's just like government. We don't have a government. That's a total illusion. The whole thing is fake, Dave. What's a country to do? Well, you know there were a couple of Russian... Uh, PhD guys that were looking at America several years ago, somewhere up, up on my website, but they they predicted the breakup of the United States. Yeah, I've seen that they before. Talked, yeah, they talked about the East Coast and the West Coast and the flyover country and the Deep South and how each of these entities was so different from one another. Now, what collapsed the Soviet Union? Debt. Exactly. They were trying to keep up with the arms race and bankrupting them. And we're doing the same thing. I mean, Trump's trying to get out of Syria. He said we never should have been in Afghanistan and all that. But the military-industrial complex, which is another part of the deep state, isn't going to allow that either. So we could be looking. We could be looking at a multiple of false flags to keep this charade going. Because they, when the music stops. When the tide goes out, you see who's naked. And D.C.'s naked. Wall Street's naked. The whole monetary madness is naked. And at some point, that's going to come to fruition. I think it already is coming to fruition. I really do. Well, it is. D we just haven't hit the end game yet. Paul, you said to me before on air, you said, it's time for Trump to enact martial law. Why don't you elaborate on that a little bit? Well, I said it from the get-go. I mean, you're even on some talk shows, you're hearing people uh, talking about that. But from the get-go, he knew. He knew how bad everything was at the swamp. 
and he should have declared martial law, maybe martial law light. He knew he knew who was guilty. He knew who was trying to ruin the country. He knew all that. And he should have just took over the TV networks and a fireside mm-hmm. chat. I said this, Dave, right after he was elected. Yeah, you did. On your podcast. You did. And and come every night with a fireside chat, exactly what's going on, exactly who these people are, exactly what they've been doing with evidence and proof, and these people should have been arrested then. And held tribunals on TV and then held their executions on TV. <laughs> you really think it would go that far? If they're if they're if they're convicted of treason, the penalty for treason is death. Let me ask you Although this. Although it would be nice just it, it would be nice just to video them rotten in Guantanamo for till the end of their lives and stuff, but uh, I mean the the treason is so deep in this country it's it's Almost mind-boggling. Well, it is mind-boggling. Well, that's because we've got a communist revolution. We we just went and saw the movie The Joker, and there's a couple of themes. One is the psychology theme, which is really well done, very well done about how abused person can turn out, and the psychosis associated with it. They did a really good job with that. The other one was uh, an anti-capitalist theme. If you've got money at all, anyone with a job, you're the enemy, and the poor should come kill you wearing a clown mask. And that's really the other message of the movie. Are you surprised with communist China owning Hollywood? Not at all. Yeah. You need to go see The Joker. It's It's eye-opening. I might. I've been boycotting Hollywood for quite a while. I hear you. Actually, you're not boycotting Hollywood. You're boycotting Beijing. Yeah, exactly. Hey, speaking of Beijing... This LeBron James thing, have you been following this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said this morning he needs to get out of, he just needs to get out of politics altogether. You know, I just need to go away. Well, he's a dumbass. Too late. Too yeah. late. Too late. I mean, here you got Daryl Morey, the GM, general manager of the Houston Rockets in the NBA, and he says, you know, good for the people of Hong Kong. I support liberty. And that's what an American should say. That's what you'd expect an American to say. And here comes LeBron because he's losing a little bit of money now because the Chinese are mad and they're canceling contracts with the NBA. And he just goes after him. He's misinformed, doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay. And then they found a tweet from him in 2018 on Martin Luther King Day. And what he said is, everybody must be free or nobody's free. What a hypocrite this man is. He's just a rotten human being, in my humble opinion. And it just makes it easy to go watch high school basketball rather than the uh, NBA. And I can't tell you what the NBA stands for because this is a family show. But the first two letters stand for the words nothing but. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'll just well, leave they, it at that. Yeah, they've, they've done their they've done themselves in. And there ain't, there ain't, no, there ain't no coming out of this hole. No, there isn't. Um, Here he's supporting a regime that's going to bring Tiananmen Square 2.0 and will be 3.0, and I hope LeBron's the first one they catch. Yeah. Yeah, 
they had some great screenshots of the people in Kong, Hong Kong carrying American flags and burning his jerseys. Yeah, I like that. I saw that. Yeah, I think I think the the Lakers ought to trade him to the Beijing Bombers. Get him out of the country. Go play in exactly. the go play in the Chinese professional league. Okay. Um, I had a former player actually play in that league. He enjoyed it. He said he had a good experience. Well, I think, yeah, I I don't know what I don't know what any opportunity the man has in the United States. I mean, can he do interviews? Can he go on news shows? Can he go on sports talk? There's nowhere he can go. People hate him. Yeah, they hate him. I mean, the loathing that's out there. But see, I hold the whole NBA responsible for catering to the communist Chinese. You know, Paul, I have a minor in history. I taught it. And I do know my history. And I have to tell you, there's never been a more corrupt, genocidal regime than the communist Chinese government, starting with Mao Zedong. Well, never. Like, you know, there's no, there's no telling how many tens of millions they've killed. Well, in the initial revolution, it was 60 million. And that was the initial now they just grab you off the street if you're Falun Gong meditator, and that's all they are. They're not even religion; they're meditators, and and they grab them and, and we'll put you in prison for a while, and you know get some labor out of you, and then we'll take your organs from you while you're awake. I've had people on the show talk about this abuse in China. People who've been there, it's absolutely horrendous. Well, Paul, you know the, we got about a minute and a half left. Let's tell people how they can listen to our show on Wednesdays. You can just go to www.1360khnc.com. That's right. And there's a listen live button there. And there will be Paul Martin, Dave Hodges, open forum. And we've got good guests, really good guests. Well, Paul, it's always a, a pleasure to get you on the air. We haven't done one of these for a while since we've been broadcasting together all the way back to June. And, uh, and people have been writing to me and said, I miss your Paul Martin interviews. Can you do more? And I thought, well, I guess it is. I guess it is time. So here we are. We're doing our version of the fireside chat that President Trump should be employing. Um, Paul. Well, with with everything happening, we should be able to do one of these a week, easy. Oh God, we could do one a day. Yeah, I mean, I get by on three hours sleep right now. I mean, I'm being awakened out of sound sleep for crisis dreams. I go, oh, I know I need to talk about this now. And I'm out there doing a live chat at 1 a.m. in my studio. It's unbelievable. Well, Paul, my friend, we are out of time. Um, I want to thank you for being with us. Um, And to everybody else, do check out our Wednesday show. I think you'll enjoy it at 1360khnc.com. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Dave.